Join us for Armadillo Fest, June 29th. Opportunity to meet faculty and staff. Bring an open mind to learn, to meet new friends. Students, whether they're graduating from high school, older students. Young and old, we've got programs designed to seek out your interest. Linnell Clay, Interim Director of Enrollment. My name is Shay Pena. I'm the Dean for Student Success, and I invite you to join us at Armadillo Fest Thursday, June 29th here at San Antonio College. One big party. Don't miss it. More information on Armadillo Fest is online at ksym.org. Welcome back to Front and Center, where we talk about San Antonio College and what we're doing for the community, in the community, because we are the community. Joined here this morning with Dr. Nadine Gonzalez de Jesus. Good morning, SAC President. How's it going? Good morning, Hot Mustard. How are you this morning? Fantastic. Are you staying hydrated? Yes. It is pretty hot out there this morning. (laughs) Very hot. And with us today, we actually have Michelle. Michelle, she is the Client Support Specialist at the San Antonio College Mega Lab. And we also have Dr. Maria Saldiva. She is our Wellness 360 San Antonio College Health Clinic person. And both of them are here today because we are going to talk about something that is very important to each and every one of us. Now in the middle of, uh, uh, of the summer, right, or as the summer starts, we are beginning to see how a lot of people are beginning to uh, go through either heat stroke or heat exhaustion. And we're also seeing how our pets are being impacted by the extreme heat in our weather and so for us in order to for us to to learn more about what to do and how to care for each other and our pets I've invited uh, both of them to come and speak to us this morning Michelle tell me a little bit more about what you do at the San Antonio College Mega Lab what is a Mega Lab the Student Mega Lab is an open computer lab that students can come in. They can write papers, do research, do homework. They can print. We have our 3D print studio also, and they can get walk-in assistance uh, if, while they're there. That's great. And how long have you been at San Antonio College? Michelle? I'm in my 22nd year. <laughs> Michelle Tippett in her 22nd year. That's amazing. So that means you started in 2000 and... I think in the fall of 2001. Uh, Yeah, yeah, in the fall of 2001. Oh, my goodness. That is 22 years ago. That is 22 years ago. Where were you 22 years ago, Hot Mustard? 2001, I believe I I was still a junior in high school. Oh, look at that. (laughs) Were you a good high school student, Hot Mustard? Uh, I I was. (laughs) I like to say, I like to think I was. That is your perspective, right? I'm wondering what your teachers thought. (laughs) That's great. That's great. And then, Dr. Saldiva, could you tell us a little bit about the San Antonio College Health Clinic and your role at the Wellness 360? Sure, sure. So Wellness 360 at San Antonio College uh, has been open since 2020. Initially, uh, during the um, middle of the COVID pandemic, we were offering services to the students through telehealth. 
And in the last, uh, I'd say over uh, one year, we've been open uh, to in-person visits. And we offer uh, primary care services, acute care services to the students, faculty, and staff. And that goes for um, any of the students that might be uh, uninsured, underinsured, or uh, um, have um, no insurance, as I mentioned, under uh, uninsured. And also those that are insured, uh, we offer uh, different services, anything from colds to COVID to flus. We do screening uh, there at the clinic. And also, uh, we also provide services for uh, chronic disease management, like uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, and such. Wow. So you do uh, pay attention to a wide array of, uh, of things uh, that our students and our staff uh, might need your assistance and immediate attention for. So thank you. Thank you for that. Michelle. Um, People might be asking, why does Dr. Nadine have the client support person from the San Antonio College Mega Lab, someone that deals with computers, talk about heat stroke and, and the impact of heat, right, on our pets? Could you tell us a bit more about your secondary non paid job at San Antonio College, Michelle? Yes, um, I'm one of several volunteers. We've been doing this for over 10 years, so almost about half the time that I've been here. We've been taking care of the kitties here on the campus, uh, the feral slash stray cats that come on the campus. one of the ladies a few years ago were seeing so many kittens being born and so she started gathering them up and getting them fixed and she knew that we had tried to get a group together several years back and it just never gelled and this time we finally got it together we um, presented it to Dr. Vela at the time and he was all in uh, Dr. Lovato she was all in on it because we're going to have cats we're in the middle of a neighborhood and the thing is we do TNR we catch them trap neuter and release and uh, if we can release them if we can get homes we do if not if they're not tame enough or we can't find homes then they we release them to the campus we take care of them we take care of their vet needs health needs anything like that and uh, i mean in the last three years uh, we've probably caught between 70 or 80 cats and had them fixed the majority have been released back here but there's been several that have been adopted out That's beautiful. Thank you so much. And how long have you yourself been involved in this effort? Probably it's been at least over 10 years. That's great. Yeah. So so, so now that um, we know that the heat is here and it's going to be here for a long time, right? Um, I would like for you to share a little bit with us about what are some of the things that um, you would tell us to be aware or concerned about. Um, so that we can pay more attention to our pets during uh, the time of extreme heat. Well, specifically, we keep our sat cats comfortable by providing cool, fresh water in shady areas. Um, We also have added extra water bowls in areas so that they have plenty of water. We're feeding them more canned food so they get more moisture in their diets with the canned food. Um, And we also make sure to treat the ones that we can actually touch and and treat with uh, flea and heartworm preventative during this time. 
Um, thankfully, the campus is very nice. The Chance Park area is very shady. We also have the Moody down in the first floor. It's very cool down there. Uh, under the decks at Dewey and the Science Annex, that's nice. And some of the buildings have holes under them so they can get away from predators and also get under there and get in the cool dirt and stay cool. So that's what we're doing for our kitties. That's great. And, and what can we do at home to take care of our own pets? Well, the main thing is never leave a pet in a car not even with the air conditioner on. I was reading, it said that on an 85 degree day, the temperature inside a car with windows open slightly can reach 102 degrees. In 30 minutes, 120 degrees. So you never wanna take your pet in the car. It's nice to have them with you, but they're much more comfortable and safer to be at home. So you never wanna do that. Also, you wanna watch the humidity. It's not just the temperature, but the humidity makes a difference because uh, they cool, animals pant to evaporate moisture from their lungs and so which takes heat away from their bodies so if the humidity is too high that can present a problem of course limit exercise during hot days if you're going to take them out for a walk take them in the mornings or the evenings but be careful especially on asphalt they can burn their little paws dogs can Um, they do sell booties that you can get for them and they do sell something called paw wax which is new to me which is a bomb for cat's paws and uh, uh, main thing provide ample shade and water add ice to water when possible uh, tree shade and tarps are ideal because they don't obstruct airflow and companies sell cool cooling body wraps vests and mats also if your pets like water get a kiddie pool but be sure to check that water because it will get hot out there so don't let them just jump in it after the water's been sitting there all day or anything like that um, And then I guess one of the big questions to shave or not to shave, people probably think, let's, you know, shave them and that'll be better. But a pet's coat is designed by nature to keep it cool during the summer and warm in the wintertime. So shaving your pet interferes with this built-in temperature regulation. Also, your pets can get sunburned and possibly skin cancer if you shave them. So it's better to, you know, you can get trims and they have summer cuts, but you don't want to ever shave them down to the skin and where they're going to... Uh, you know, be sunburned or anything like that. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, I think it's important also because many of us, we may have a pet at home and we may think, oh, the pet is in my backyard, the pet will be okay. But in reality, the pet will not be okay just because they are in your yard. Yes, the yard might be fenced, but one of the things that we need to be aware of is, is there shade, right? all day, every day, Mm -hmm. not just for part of the day, but making sure that there is shade the entire day. And also making sure they have water, they have the right amount of food, and check on them every now and then. If you have them outside, make sure you're checking on them and play with them, right? Just because you are inside your home with the AC and the doggy or the cat or whichever pet you might have at home might be outside under a shaded tree, it does not mean they're having a good time, right? They're still feeling that heat and they're feeling the humidity in the air. And that can also impact their overall well-being. Thank you so much. Thank you for that information, Michelle. Um, Now we move on to Dr. Saldiva. Dr. Can you tell us a little bit about what we need to be aware of uh, in order for us to take care of ourselves? And also, what are the signs for us to watch out for? 
Sure, mm-hmm. sure. So we know that summer is officially here. It came in early. So we know on the average, high heat is the biggest annual weather-related killer in the United States. And so we saw temperatures, uh, highs of 105, that broke the prior record of 103 for those dates. The highest heat index on record occurred Tuesday. I don't know if you all saw the news, but it was at the San Antonio International Airport where they recorded a heat index of 117 Fahrenheit degrees. Uh, We've been receiving heat warnings and advisories. Uh, Every time I see one uh, on my phone come through, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to say that it's going to rain, but nope, another heat advisory. And that's been going out for about 40 million people at this time. Uh, San Antonio broke its hottest heat index since records began to be recorded. Uh, and uh, and so one of the things that I like to talk about is the heat index. So what does heat index mean? So um, it's also known as the apparent temperature which is the temperature uh, feels like to the human body when the humidity is combined with the air temperature. And so not only is the body um, having to deal with the heat, but also with the humidity. So when the body is trying to cool itself, what it will do, it will uh, sweat, it will perspire. But when the humidity is so high, it becomes very difficult for that press, uh, uh, for that sweat uh, to evaporate, and so it um, it becomes even more difficult for the body to um, stabilize itself, to balance its temperature, and to release that heat from the body. And so that's when it becomes very, very dangerous. Now, according to the city's Metropolitan Health District report recently, uh, there were six cases of heat stroke and 73 cases of heat exhaustion just between March and June the 10th this year alone. How many cases again we have? Yeah, so the health district reported six cases of heat stroke and 73 cases of heat exhaustion. Hmm. And that was uh, between March and June the 10th of this year. And those are the cases that were reported. So I'm sure there are a lot more. So could you tell us a little bit about the difference between heat stroke and heat exhaustion? Sure, sure. So uh, heat exhaustion, uh, the symptoms are normally uh, milder than that of heat stroke. And then there are no central nervous system abnormalities at that point. Uh, Those symptoms may be uh, fatigue, tiredness, uh, weakness, dizziness, lightheadedness, some nausea, some vomiting, perhaps muscle aches, a a light headache, uh, some sweating, uh, increased heart rate. Uh, Sometimes you'll also notice uh, low blood pressure, especially if the person is uh, getting dehydrated and increased in the respirations. Uh, Usually, uh, from a medical standpoint, where we're looking at is the core temperature. So you see at that point, it might be elevated or it can be normal uh, and can be less than than 140. So heat stroke is a medical emergency. I think it's so important for people to understand the difference uh, because then that'll uh, help people determine, well, what do we need to do at this time uh, for this person, especially if... uh, 
you know, you're working outside or you come across somebody who's been out there and uh, and it's not feeling well. So heat stroke is, like I mentioned, a, an emergency. So it's marked by some mental uh, changes, could be some confusion, and could also, you could have a, a elevated core temperature. So uh, normally that temperature would be uh, greater than 104 Fahrenheit. Uh, other symptoms could be uh, delirium, uh, coma, uh, skin is hot, uh, flushed and dry, and there are different uh, types of heat stroke. You have the what we call the classic heat stroke that could be caused by environmental exposure, that could happen to older adults or people who are chronically ill. Uh, folks that could have uncontrolled diabetes, high blood pressure, other health health conditions, and this could happen over a span of, of several days. And then we have the ex, uh, exertional uh, heat stroke, and that's typically uh, in the younger population, folks who are active, they're working outside. Uh, the symptoms can be very similar. Uh, what's important to understand here is to call 911 immediately. Uh, try to move the person to a cooler environment, and that goes for both uh, heat stroke and heat exhaustion and uh, try to reduce the person's body temperature by um, applying uh, cool cloths or even uh, applying um, or bathing them. And for heat stroke, the only difference there, the one difference there is that uh, we're not to, uh, we recommend that the person not be given uh, fluids because if they're confused or they're having uh, difficulty swallowing, uh, they can go ahead and aspirate or that could cause some uh, additional symptoms. That's excellent. Thank you so much for that very important information. I also wanted to share with our listeners that the city of San Antonio has cooling centers. Yes. They do. They do. And you can actually find this information at our link of ksym.org. Would you like to tell us a bit more about those cooling centers, Hot Mustard? Yes. Uh, City of San Antonio has uh, over 30 cooling locations, uh, ranging from libraries, senior centers, community centers, uh, just to get out of the heat. Uh, You know, unfortunately, there's still some people in the city don't have air conditioning. And with these very hot temperatures, you know, you're going to want to get out of there. So what we've done is on the KSYM.org link, you go to the community page, and we have a wonderful link that will take you to the city's Beat the Heat campaign. And even through there, there's a Via Trip planner that will take you to one of these centers. And you that'll can plan take you your from, trip. So that'll take you from home to the cooling center. Uh, you'll have, you'll have to go to your nearest bus stop, and then from there... You'll be on your way. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Also, if you would like to swim during the hot months, you can do that because the San Antonio Parks and Rec Office, they have 23 outdoor pools. They just opened on the 17th of June, and all outdoor pools are free and open to the public. Yes, and and hours vary by, by location, and they've extended every pool, I believe, an extra hour this summer uh and we also once again we have a quick link on our website as well ksym.org uh it'll list the 23 locations 
Yes, and I was going to say, um, if I might add, I think that it's really important to take heat safety precautions. Uh, the best thing to do is to stay cool indoors, stay in the air conditioner. Uh, it's not the same, especially if you don't have an AC. It's not the same to have a uh, fan, especially if the temperatures are in the 90s or in the triple digits. Uh, the best thing to do, as I mentioned, is to stay indoors. Now, if you must be outdoors, make sure you're wearing that sunscreen. Um, you have to monitor the time that you spend outdoors, especially if you're an older adult or a child. And uh, loose, uh, wear loose-fitting clothes, especially light in color, and that they're um, um, also uh, absorbable, um, ventilated. Uh, and as you mentioned, you know, consider limiting your exercise outdoors, you know. I it, like it, the sound of that. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, and wear glasses. <laughs> wear glasses to protect your eyes. No exercise for hot mustard, huh? You know, no. I, I spend a, a lot of time outdoors. I do a lot of yard work, trimming trees, uh, wood burning. Yes. I do like being outside. But, you know, I have a timer on my phone. Every hour, we're drinking some water. Every hour. Water, water, water. You know, I always tell some of the younger DJs here because they go to a lot of music festivals and it's very trendy. And I go, okay, but drink water. Drink plenty of water when you go. Exactly. The recommendation is to be drinking water about every 15 to 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Yes. And to try to uh, hydrate yourself before you go out outdoors. And coffee. How, how about coffee? Could it be cold coffee? Uh, well, the recommendation, <laughs> nice try, uh, but no, the recommendation is to avoid uh, caffeinated drinks, alcohol, and uh, to just be drinking water if you must drink uh, electrolyte uh, drinks to uh, try to um, mix them with water because a lot of times they may be very sweet and they might worsen uh, the nausea, the vomiting, but yeah, caffeinated Caffeinated drinks and alcohol, what they do is they might uh, cause uh, dehydration to worsen because there is an increased uh, urination. I see. I see. Mm -hmm. So let's keep it simple, folks. Simply drink water every 15 to 20 minutes. A cup of water will do it. That'll help to keep you hydrated. Thank you so much, Dr. Saldivar and yeah. Michelle. Yes, thank Tip you it. so much thank for the you. invitation. I am super excited that you were able to join us today for Front and Center at KSYM.org. So now you know it, folks. Make sure that you're taking care of yourselves, your loved ones, and your pets during these hot summer months. This is Front and Center, recorded at the KSYM studios on the San Antonio College campus. Front and Center is available on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and airs Monday mornings at 8.30 on KSYM 90.1 FM in San Antonio. More information on Front and Center is online at ksym.org. <laughs>